This is Golf Talk Canada, Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by TaylorMade. Golf has a new game-changing number. Experience TaylorMade speed with the forgiveness of 10K inertia with the all-new QI10 Max. Only from TaylorMade. Visit TaylorMadeGolf.ca to learn more about the QI10 Carbon Woods. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino, Bob Weeks, and Adam Scully. And good morning, Canada. Welcome inside our first Wednesday show of 2024. Yes, we are so pumped to be back again Mondays and Wednesdays this year on the TSN Radio Network, 10 a.m. to noon. Uh, right here, looking forward to another great show. Bob Weeks will be back next week. He's still on vacation, although, Mark, he's probably running right now, let's be honest. Mark, <laughs> of course, you are here. Give us an update. Where in the world are you right now? I'm, I'm still up at Pebble Beach, but I'm going to leave this morning. So when uh, when you and I uh, complete our Golf Talk Canada this morning, we'll start heading south. I've got a few days off, which uh, is shocking. Not that it's off-off. As you know, Adam, like this time of year, even when we're not on the air, we're getting commercials ready for our TV debut and getting billboards done. And I mean, so we're never technically off. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a little bit lighter of a weekend compared to the, the weekend that I just had up here at Pebble Beach. And then, uh, and then get ready for the Genesis Invitational. Uh, which I'll be doing next week on the ground for PGA Tour Radio. And you have something today in our Golf Talk Canada lineup that I have some news for you about that I was going to tell you in advance, but instead I thought I will save it for the air. I'll pull the Howard Stern. You know, Howard okay. Stern will not get involved with Twitter or anything. He says, no, you got to listen to the show. I went, hmm, I'm just going to sit on this. Okay, okay. Is that what we call an official teaser? We didn't quite do that, go through that during our <laughs> rehearsal just before the show, of course, because every show we do... No, I'm kidding. Uh, okay, this is very intriguing. Are, you, are we going to save this till a little later in the show? Is this I'll right wait till you bring it up in the... Sh when you bring it up in the show lineup, I will, I will let you in. It's not huge, not earth-breaking, shattering news, but it's something I forgot to mention. That's all. Okay. Well, I'm looking forward to this in a big, big, big way. Um, so, and like you said too, there's a lot of exciting things happening for us in our GTC family, some new partnerships, which we're very excited to mm -hmm. unveil and a, a very important one in particular that we'll have a lot on throughout the year. Now, before we do go to news and headlines, since you're still in the Pebble Beach area, Mark, just give us a sense of what it really has been like there from after Wyndham Clark tapped in for 60 on Saturday to where we are present day, Wednesday, just after 10 a.m. Eastern time. Like, what's the weather been like? How much, What's the damage been like? I mean, Sunday is possibly the worst storm I've ever seen. I was trying to think in my head, Adam, if I've been a part, like physically been in a storm that was larger um, I must have been over the years. I'm, I'm racking my brain, uh, it, but it was it it was a lot. I'll give you an example. Spyglass Hill lost 70 trees. Uh, Spyglass Golf Club, yeah, uh, unbelievable. Ten of them that were strategically placed uh, that will change the way certain holes play that they'll never get back. Um, 
there were power lines down, roads closed yesterday, coming back from Spyglass. I, I mean, that's the other thing, Adam. I mean, they, I guess they can't take say no to the money. People are paying three, four hundred dollars to play these golf courses. They've got tee sheets that are jammed from morning to night. Uh, we were lucky enough to be invited out to play Spanish Bay on Monday and Spyglass yesterday. But I couldn't believe that they were actually still letting people out. Like, I was shocked that people were being allowed on the golf course. These golf courses were underwater. I'm like, I mean, I don't know how uh, they're playable. They're, you know, it, it, they were barely playable. The greens at Spyglass were exceptional. I, I mean, I don't know how those surfaces could be as good as they were. But, I mean, balls burying under the, you know, just plugging in the ground. And it was just, it was a bit of a swamp. Um, but even on our way home yesterday, parts of 17-mile drive were still closed because they were still deemed dangerous to mudslides, trees still down, etc. So uh, people, a lot of people displaced without power still that are actually been moved to our hotel. We saw people like moving in Sunday that were just, was not safe for them to be at home. So, so they were forced to leave their house and move into the hotel. So a bit crazy. Um, I haven't heard of any, you know, real serious problems like fatalities or anything like that in our area. I know there was some in the state of California. So hopefully, th hopefully that's it. Hopefully uh, we don't hear anything else. Yeah. Well, stay safe, my friend. I know you have a long drive ahead of you uh, just after our show and uh, we're going to have a, a fun show today. Of course, as we ha did throughout the year last year, we're going to look at this week's tournament on the PGA Tour, the WM Phoenix Open. A lot from an odds perspective on FanDuel, who are the favorites, some dark horses. We'll make our PGA Tour picks for this week. We'll also look at the Canadians this week, four in the field at the WM Phoenix Open. As well, Kristen Murphy making her 2024 GTC debut. She's coming on at about 11.30 a.m. But let's kick things off with some news and some headlines. News and headlines are brought to you by Sandbagger Hard Seltzer. Sandbagger. Everybody knows one. Well, anytime Tiger Woods goes on social media and puts any anything out there, the world sort of stops. At least the golf world stops. At least, Mark, I stop. Or maybe Jeff McDonald stops. Or all of us big Tiger fans, we really stop. And Tiger put out an announcement yesterday, about 24 hours ago right now, and all it said was the vision remains the same and then put the date to 12 24 february 12th which is this coming monday now we think we're pretty sure this is about tiger's new apparel line what do you think mark okay so this was what i was uh waiting uh, to tell you so oh. i have been invited to a media event monday oh. night in los angeles and all i've been told is exactly what uh, you have just suggested tease there was no mention of the words apparel or new partnership or anything along those lines it was it was something uh, other it was something along the lines of a tiger woods uh media launch blah 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 i can't remember the exact wording and uh would you like to attend i was like Okay, I'm, so I said, well, you know, I will be in L.A., so maybe I'll just go stick my head in and see what this is all about. So I have no idea, Adam. We all, we all assume it might be something along the lines of what you suggested. Is it going to be a press conference as well? Is he going to announce that he's playing uh, Thursday at the Genesis? Um, 
you know, there's still opportunity to add, add someone to that field, I believe, uh, in L.A., that there, there's still room uh, for someone uh, to be named. Could it be him? Obviously, everybody's waiting on that. What do you think it is? I think it has to be the apparel because, correct me if I'm wrong, Mark, Tiger would have to commit to playing this coming Friday, or is there a little thing, different yeah. with the sponsor exemption and signature event? Yeah, no, you're right. I was I was always under the impression, like for for a regular PGA Tour event, it's it's the the cutoffs the Friday five p.m. Friday of the previous week, unless they've done something different for signature events, and unless you know so, uh, somebody's not telling us something. But yeah, so I don't know. I, I don't know what else it would be. What we do know is this: Tigers in L.A. We know that. So we know Tiger's in L.A. We know his tournament's next week. We know there's still an opportunity to participate in that field. And we know that he has been, I don't want to call it him, but the world has been teasing a, a new partnership announcement of some kind, likely around apparel. Uh, that, that, those are the things we know. Um, I'm, maybe we find out more this Friday. Maybe he makes it. Like, listen, you, Bob, and I were all under the impression the way he spoke at the hero. I think the world was starting to sketch out his schedule and thought, okay, he's going to play L.A. And I still thought he was going to play L.A., but with Tiger, everything's so quiet all the time, right? So, I mean, where are you on next weekend playing? I would be shocked if he doesn't play. Honestly, given how his body moves back at the hero and back at the uh, parent child as well. I know he was in a cart. I know that's different, mm -hmm. but his walk seemed pretty good. And as he has mentioned at length, and we've mentioned about a trillion times on this show, he needs these competitive reps. If he wants to have any relevancy at these majors, it was a miracle that he made the cut at the masters after that accident where he didn't play any competitive golf just goes in, tees it, shoots one under in the first round of the Masters that year and makes the cut. That was a borderline miracle. And then made the cut at the PGA Championship just over a month later. So with Tiger, expect the unexpected. Now, my follow-up question to that before we turn the page on Tiger, is there a time on that press release? Are you allowed to say it? Were you sworn to secrecy? Just in terms, because we're live on the air at 10 a.m. I'm yeah. not I know it's L.A., two, three-hour time change. Let me see if I can find it here. Go ahead. Keep, I, you keep going, Skulls. I'll yeah. see if I can pull it up. I can't. Okay. Can't. Yeah, oh, here I it is. Here. Think, here. I got it. I've got it. I've got Hold on. I would uh, think it's later in the day. No, it's Feb. Yes. So it's February 12th at 4.30 p.m. in Pacific Palisades. So Pacific Palisades, I'm assuming they're just going to have it at Riviera. Wow. So, so 7.30 Eastern. Yeah. So it's probably on the grounds of Riviera is what I can imagine because it just says at Pacific Palisades. Okay. So, hmm. Interesting. There you go. Now, we know I uh, we put out a social media post around the Hero World Challenge, and there was uh, some images and video of Tiger walking in to the final round of the Hero World Challenge wearing a sleeveless shirt after a workout. Mark, do we think Tiger's going to be wearing sleeveless shirts to kick off the year? Uh, no, but you know what? I might, Adam. I might just start going sleeveless. You know, at the Toronto Hunt, just going sleeveless. You know, <laughs> I get an invite from you to go out to Bayview. I just show up without sleeves on. Yeah. It's okay. They'll be collared sleeveless. How's yeah. that? 
<laughs> just a popped collar sleeveless, fresh off a quick gun run. Okay, may, may, maybe maybe enough of that. Uh, and anyway, lots lots of other stuff going on in the world of golf. And I know next Wednesday we're going to have a lot on the announcement Tiger is making on Monday, and perhaps on Monday's show if we do get an announcement Tiger is playing. The Genesis Invitational will discuss Tiger Woods at length this coming Monday. But getting back to this week, WM Phoenix Open. A couple of notable players withdrawing from the tournament just after our show aired on Monday, two days ago. Victor Hovland and Xander Shoffley. Now, we're in a pretty busy time in the PGA Tour calendar. Mark, were you surprised to see either or both of these players, WD? Uh, no, I mean, I'm with you. I, I just, again, it's the schedule. It's, it's too much. Um, everything sandwich, sandwiched in certain times a year, and we're going to have the haves or have-nots of the PGA Tour. And if you're not a signature event now, and you're not separated uh, or apart, for, uh, at least from other signature events, if you're sa- sandwiched in between, good luck. Like, good luck. If, if you happen to be... You know, a standalone where you've got a little wiggle room in the calendar. But but here we go. We're going to go, uh, what was went Pebble Beach, WM, and then right to another signature event in L.A. So if you're in that field in L.A. and you just went through the week you just went through at Pebble, which was tough. I know it was three rounds, but that was a tough three rounds and tough practice. And, I mean, wind and wet and, and, and the weather we had up here, it just it, it destroys your golf swing. It really destroys your golf swing because you're playing, you know, half of this and a little that and a flight of that. And those uh, manipulations of, of, of one's golf swing, they, they creep into your into your mechanics. And you kind of almost in a way start grooving things that you do not want to groove. Uh, Hovland struggled. Shoffley was supposed to get off to a better start than he's gotten off to this year. You know, we've had him circled for some events. Uh, that he normally contends in, uh, Amex being one. Keep in mind, Shoffley was in the field in, in the desert as well, right? So um, i got to be honest with you. I was expecting more. I thought we'd have more WDs than, than we have for Phoenix, uh, so I'm glad we don't. Uh, and, and I think they just want to try to get some work done before, before L.A. is likely the goal here for both of them. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, these guys, they're not robots, they need a week off at some point, too. And heading into another signature event next week, we just came off a signature event. I know the WM Phoenix Open is an absolutely huge event, but these guys need to rest, too. Now, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to flip the script a little bit on our lineup here. On the other side, we are going to talk about this OWGR live conversation because it is back up and running. But before we sign off and go to break, because I know we're going to have a lot to discuss there, This tournament's really known, Mark, for the 16th hole Mm -hmm. and the party hole, the party atmosphere, everything around it. What's your perspective on it? Is it just right to have this once a year? Have they gone too far? What's just your overall perspective on the 16th hole? I think it's fine once a year. I think it's the identity of the tournament. This tournament in general is really this identity, like... You're like on the way to the golf course on a, on a Sunday morning, you could be stepping over naked bodies, depending on how early you're supposed to get there. And people just passed out still from the party the night before that. Cause the Saturday is just insane. The Friday, Saturday are, is, is just uh, crazy. Um, you know, have they gone too far? Probably. 
at times. But again, once a year, it's the identity of the tournament. What I hope for is unless you're able to do something like Golf Canada has done, like Golf Canada has been able to do create a similar environment at the rink, right? Where we, you know, but it's not the same thing. It's not as uh, drunken debauchery. It's more about just, you know, kind of bringing a hockey vibe and the slamming of the boards and more of, you know, more of a hockey fan perspective and, and environment to the golf course. Um, if you're able to do something like that, what Golf Canada has achieved, I mean, great. But I'm not a fan of just having, uh, a, like, I've, a few years of the old Honda. You get to the 17th old, the bear trap, and that can just be a bunch of drunks. Just not having any respect for any players coming through. The old Byron Nelson, not anymore, but the old Byron Nelson walking through 17 at the Four Seasons Golf Course, Las Colinas Four Seasons. Uh, I was there in 2016 working that event. I could not believe the 17th hole. It was it was one step down from the WM. We're talking throwing beers, like just like zero respect for what was coming through. So, yeah. So overall, no, I don't want to see it kind of throughout the schedule. Once a year, like WM, it's it's almost like the identity of this tournament. I'm fine with it. Uh, and again, if you can do what Golf Canada has created, like their own thing, great. But I just don't want uh, every golf course to turn. Because you know what? It's just like, I mean, are you there for golf or are you there just to, you know, fall down drunk outside? Because there's a lot of places you can get fall down drunk outside. It doesn't have to be at the par, at the final par three where we're trying to hand out a golf tournament uh, a winner, right? Yeah, 100%. It's, um, it's always a spectacle to watch. And the thing, too, about the finish it's the, the 17th hole is a drivable par four and then the 18th hole is a great long par four you got to carry some bunkers slight dog leg left too it's a great finishing hole 15, a little more yeah 15, 15 is, is awesome yeah, yeah with an island green yes risk reward par five i love the finish i'm with you adam i think like it might be on the pga tour with the exception of tpc sawgrass like if you m- remove the last three at sawgrass I think 15 to 18 might be my favorite finish from a from a drama standpoint, from a TV spectacle. Uh, that might be the best course we get every year. That's always in the rotation. So much can happen. So much volatility from 15 to 18 at WM. It's and we've seen it, especially at 17 over the years. 17 has changed that tournament so many times over the years. It's much. It's much. See, must see TV heading into a Super Bowl, right? Every year. It certainly is, and we'll have more on the Super Bowl as well because I know you want to talk about your knives. That's coming <laughs> up a little later in the show. But when we come back here on GTC Live Golf, played its first event at Mayakoba over the weekend, and there was a lot of comments talking about world ranking points. We'll hear from a couple of notable players when we come back on our first Wednesday show of 2024 on Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC was presented by TaylorMade and the new QI10 Carbon Woods. Experience TaylorMade speed with the forgiveness of 10K inertia with the all-new QI10 Max, only from TaylorMade. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Caddy Time. 
the Uber-like app that allows golfers across Canada to add affordable, qualified caddies to any round. Visit caddytime.com. Download the app or talk to your PGA professional today. Welcome back inside GTC. Scully and Zacchino here alongside getting back into the WM Phoenix Open in our next segment. But over the weekend, Live Golf played its first event of 2024 at Mayakoba. Joaquin Neiman went on to win the tournament. And immediately after winning the tournament, instead of talking about the win itself, he talked about how he's not in major championships. Well, following up on that, Carlos Ortiz was on the popular Golf Subpar podcast with Colt Nose, who comes on this station many times. And they were talking about Live Golf and official world golf ranking points. Let's hear a bit of that conversation. Were y'all told at the start, like, hey, eventually we're going to get world ranking points, it's going to happen? Or do y'all just feel like y'all should get them because of the quality of players that are over there? I think it's both. I think they definitely, I mean, it was definitely said that we were going to get them. We haven't got them. I understand that we went out of the system and, and it's going to take time to get back or to be part of the system. But I also think that if the world ranking was to be accurate, they have to include all kinds of players, you know. And, and I'm not saying we should have got them from the beginning or something. I know there's some certain rules. And I knew from the beginning the consequences and the, set, and the setbacks that we could have had. And, you know, I accept them. I just obviously wish we could change them and, and find a way that we could be part of. I mean, I feel like it's getting to that point, but I, like we could be part of that ecosystem where we can be ranked and, and, and compete freely, not only in majors, but against the, the other players, you know? I, I just think there is a way, and I, there is definitely enough proof that we have a legitimate tour where there's good players and, and we should get ranked. Because at the end of the day, the, the things about why we're not getting a world ranking too is because you need to prove certain years or certain time that you have a legitimate tour. I think it's already given that we have a legitimate tour, you know? Okay, so we're back sort of where we've been here before. Mark, just before I give my thoughts, what were your thoughts on what Carlos Ortiz just said? I, I like Carlos Ortiz. Um, I, it's not that I uh, don't sympathize with him. Um, I also like the fact that he says, uh, you know, I knew the rules and I knew the risks. So it's not, it's not like he is uh, passing the buck or any responsibility to this like some of the other players we've heard who feel entitled to official world golf ranking points. Uh, but here's the facts. Regardless of how you feel about live, if you're, you know, one of the 10% and that might be high, of the golf planet that enjoys live golf. I'm being polite at 10%. Uh, good on you. Uh, but the facts are, I know how they can get world golf ranking points. He says there in a statement, I, I, I wish there was a way. There is a way. Uh, you play 72 holes of golf. You play stroke play competition that isn't in a shotgun format. You do uh, tea times throughout the day. Uh, and then a cert, uh, 75% of your schedule should operate as a full field that way. And then there should be ways to uh, play your way into the tour and ways to play yourself off the tour. Those are the standards. Those are the standards for all the tours around the world. You knew the rules. Greg Norman's a liar. He lied to all of them. We were smart enough to knew, know he was lying. Why weren't they? 
I can tell you why they believed to why they trusted Greg Norman. They chose to trust Greg Norman because there was fifty million dollars in front of their face, a hundred million in front of their face, two hundred million, whatever number it is that individual got. You were compensated grotesquely, overcompensated because you were saying goodbye to majors. You were saying goodbye to world ranking points. Goodbye to the FedEx Cup playoffs. Goodbye to the Players' Championship. This is what you sold yourself for. That's where this, that, it's the end. Now, if you're lucky enough to be John Rahm, and you're lucky enough to be Brooks Kepka, and a few of those guys that have different ways and windows still opened again in the majors, and, can, and when you get those rare shots a couple times a year, you top 10, you top 5, and you take advantage of them, you can extend your relevancy. But if you don't, you will be completely ir- irrelevant very quickly. And as I've said on this show before, if you want to climb the world rankings, play better. Look at Brooks Kepka last year. Heading into the Masters, he was 78th in the official world golf ranking. Runner-up finish at the Masters, wins the PGA Championship, climbs to 13th in the official world golf ranking. Bryson DeChambeau, similar story. Good finish, the PGA Championship, T4, goes from 162 to 90. Phil Mickelson, who hadn't played any good golf since winning the PGA Championship back in 2021, goes from 272nd to 72nd in the world ranking after his runner-up finish at the Masters. If you want to climb the world rankings and you have that option still of playing in the majors, because Brooks Kepka almost didn't have that option. This year, 2024, would have been the last year of his five-year major eligibility. But what did he do? He played well. He worked his you-know-what off to recover from his injury, and now he's back well-cemented. He's 25th now in the official world golf ranking. We could and with go the PGA month. Tour win, and sorry, with the PGA Championship win, has opened up another five-year window. Exactly. Exactly. There's, there's so much. Well, at some point, we can go for years on this topic. But before we actually do talk about more golf itself, Justin Thomas, which you were going to hear from in our next segment too, but we're going to hear from him now shortly because he was asked about the SSG deal with the PGA Tour and his thoughts on if PIF still needs to be involved. Let's hear from JT. I want the best product and the and the best players. I would say that, you know, there's a handful of players on live that would make the tour a better place, but I'm definitely not in the, the agreement that should just be able to come back uh, that easily. I think there's a lot of us that made sacrifices and um, and we're very, you know, either whether it's true to our word or what we believe in or just didn't make that decision. And, um, and, I, and I totally understand that things are changing and things are getting better, but uh, it just would, I would have a hard time with it. And I think a lot of guys would have a hard time with it. And I'm sure we don't need to convince you why we would have a hard time with it. Uh, so, I mean, I, I think there's, yeah, there's a scenario somewhere, whatever it is down the road of, of, um, of some kind of version of, of some guys being back, but uh, when and what that is, I, I have no idea. Of course, those comments stem from Rory McIlroy last week saying that if live players have qualified for a PGA Tour event or have the qualification status, they should be able to go in. Before we go to break, Mark, what did you think about JT's comments? 
yeah, I wasn't surprised. Him and him and Jordan Spieth are you know super super close friends. Uh, Jordan's uh, in the same camp. Jordan was the one that kind of you know pushed back at Rory and said you know there's no way you can come back without penalty. There's no there's no path where we just you know welcome you back with open arms, which is what Rory was suggesting. So it doesn't surprise me uh, that uh, Justin Thomas uh, said this. Um, the other thing I'm curious about too, Adam, is. If this day comes, and I'm still on the if, I'm not 100% on the when, but if this day comes and they, because they have a committee put together at some point that's supposed to design the pathway back with players on that committee creating input and say, okay, this is how you do come back. These are the penalties. This is the pathway back. Is it the same for every player? Like, I can't imagine, like, Harold Verna III, super great guy. Everybody loves HV3. But HV3 never won a single PGA Tour event in his career, okay? So how is the path back from live for HV3 the same for the path back for a World Golf Hall of Fame member or a major champion or someone like Brooks Kepka, the reigning PGA champion? How's that pathway back? I, I don't understand how you would create a simple a pathway for someone who's never had a win before. And who's that? What are you telling me that Harold Verner, the third going to bump Nick Dunlap. You going to bump Ludwig Oberg. You going to bump a returning Will Zalatoris from a medical exemption. I mean, there's people now holding cards on the PGA tour who earn those cards. Okay. Those cards exist. They only hand out so many cards. What are we going to have an influx of another 30 cards from guys and just welcome them back. Like I, I get what Rory's saying. What Rory's saying is like, I'm sick of the fighting. I get it. He gives up. He's tapped out. But there's a mathematical equation here that does not line up in so many ways. Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth are right. It's going to take a lot of people way smarter than me to figure out how they come back. And I totally agree with all of that. And it's a moving target, this uh, this whole topic, and we'll have the latest whenever news continues to break or if players speak in some sort of notable fashion. When we come back here on GTC, we're going to take a look at the WM Phoenix Open. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by TaylorMade was brought to you by Caddy Time, the Uber-like app that allows golfers across Canada to add affordable, qualified caddies to any round. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories. Visit weathertech.ca. Welcome back inside GTC. Scully and Zacchino here today. Weeks back next week. Mark, do you think he's doing sit-ups right now? Is he walking a beach? He's, he's, he's moving in some way, shape, or form, right? Yeah, I was under the impression that he was training for something or getting ready to train for something coming up, Bob. He told us, where were we? When we were in Hawaii, he told us that. So I got to imagine that, Bob, yes, he's probably enjoying his time in some warm weather, likely brought the golf clubs, but I can't imagine him uh, you know, relaxing too much. If, if he's training for something, I'm with you. He's in the gym. He's running, guaranteed. 
And I know perhaps next week on the show, we'll have a full recap of when Bob and I were in the gym in Hawaii with Sung J.M., Justin Rose, Tom Kim, Matt Fitzpatrick. We were all just there for a quick lift. Anyway, we'll have more on that uh, next week. Notice there was no Mark in that gym. You, yeah, (laughs) I was not going to say anything, but yeah, you were not there. That's, and that's fine. Okay. This week, WM Phoenix open looking at the odds right now. Surprise, surprise. Scotty Scheffler is the overwhelming betting favorite. His odds are now plus 450, plus 450 mark. And here's a guy who his season so far has been, I mean, I know it's quite early, but it's pretty similar to what we saw last year in terms of two top tens in just three starts. Very solid tee to green, but strokes gain putting. Again, not so good. But he has won this tournament two years in a row. So at plus 450, what do you think about those odds in particular for Scotty Scheffler? Well, he's probably going to win this week because I didn't pick him. Okay, and this is, and normally I'm on Scotty Scheffler all the time because if he's in the field, you kind of almost have to have him because he is just the best ball striker in the world. It's that simple. T to green, he is the best ball striker in the world, even on bad weeks. Last week, he did not have his A game off the T, and he hit 89% of his greens in regulation, and he was horrible off the T, and he was number one in greens in regulation in, in the field at, uh, at Pebble Beach. Uh, but I mean, you and I are going to, we're going to start to sound like a broken record Adam. because at what point does he actually make a change? Like, so this is the change we have so far. He he's gone to a half inch shorter version of the putter. He's always had worked on a bit of the putting putting path. I think the last time I read something, he was trying to get a little bit more, uh, a little rounder, less straight back, straight through. So a little bit more kind of, you know, open the door, close the door. This is still the same putting stance, still the same grip. I mean, he's still conventional. At, at what point are we going to see a change? Like, are you sh- as shocked as I am that we have, at the very least, at the very least, never mind a grip change. I'd love to see him make a grip change, like go left, left hand low or pencil grip or something. At the very least... We haven't seen a spider. He's a member of Team Taylor May. He's obviously having alignment issues. Get something, get a big spider with some huge MOI and a big white scoring line across the top, aim point line, and go and go. Are you shocked that we haven't seen that yet? I really am. It's just whether you're Scotty Scheffler, who's the top ranked player in the world, or you're anyone listening to this show who's itching to get out and play golf and you're a 24 handicap, when you're putting and you're struggling on the green, sometimes something different is all you need. Whether it's, like you said, left-hand low, pencil, spider, you're going, you're putting with one eye open, one eye, arm lock, whatever. Just try something different. For Scotty Scheffler, he's fifth in strokes gain approach, eighth in strokes gain total, 117th in strokes gained putting. Something does need to change in a big way for Scotty Scheffler. Now, we spent a lot of our shows during the latter portion of last summer talking about Justin Thomas, who was coming, didn't play well at all, to be blunt. He didn't make the FedEx Cup playoffs, did make the Ryder Cup team, but now JT is playing a lot better. We're going to hear from Justin Thomas a lot in the next little bit. First, let's hear Justin Thomas leading up to the WM Phoenix Open. Yeah, I feel like I'm, I'm playing well. I feel like things are continuing to trend in, in the right direction uh, back at a place I really enjoy and and um, 
feel like I've had a couple chances to win and passed and haven't been able to. So, uh, yeah, I'm just I'm really hoping that this isn't a sign of things to come for the weather and the PGA Tour season, um, <laughs> how these last couple weeks have been. But um, no, it's always enjoyable here, and um, and yeah, I, I'm I'm excited to get going. It's five straight worldwide starts, finishing T6 or better. That does include the Hero World Challenge. I know that's not an official event, but it's regardless still a good finish. So the big question, of course, what has changed for Justin Thomas? Here's JT long form on what's really changed from last year to right now. Yeah, I, I definitely, over the years or in, in my career, I feel like I've... Um, I mean, my dad will be the first to tell you, and, and I will too now, as I, I chase perfect maybe a little bit too much, or, or it's just a, a tendency I think a lot of us have. Uh, maybe not necessarily perfect, but wanting your swing to look a certain way. And I felt like my hands were really, really start. I mean, I've always had high hands, but I felt like they were just creeping a little too much. I just felt like it, it was something that was... Uh, I just kind of needed to monitor, and so I wanted to just try to get them a little bit lower, and um, and because of that, I, I ended up doing it off of the ball and, instead of at the top. So I just would basically suck it inside, get my hands way inside, and then my club would get really steep going back. And then because of that, I had to lay it down to get it on a good plane. And it just was, I mean, I look back at videos from last year, and I'm not surprised that I played as inconsistently as I did because I, I said it last year. I mean, I, I really do feel like I, I have good enough hands to make it work you know a couple of days a week but it's just completely unrealistic to do that for four days uh and as good as the players are out here i think it's um <laughs> I, I was making it very hard on myself but honestly it was after the british open uh obviously a very long flight home i really just was looking at current videos old videos i mean i have a a folder on my phone of you know all of my favorite swing videos over the years and and ones that i like the most and I really couldn't fathom or understand how I got that far off. So uh, just trying to, yeah, kind of like you said, get back into some old habits, some some things that maybe I don't like how it looks as much, but just that's in my DNA. That's That makes me who I am. And, um, and yeah, it, it's taken and still is a lot of golf balls to get that muscle memory back and, and get it in a, in a spot that I'm comfortable with. But uh, I, I sure like this version a lot better bit of a deep dive there from justin thomas on what has changed and clearly mark the hard work has paid off for justin thomas who looked lost in the wilderness finishing near the bottom of the leaderboard at the open championship a couple rounds close to 80 or above 80 doesn't make the fedex cup playoffs but now he looks like a totally new guy now i know you got to talk to him a little bit last week mm -hmm. at pebble beach What's your perspective right now of Justin Thomas? You know, we're in a very similar scenario with Justin Thomas uh, than we currently are with Scotty Scheffler. The good news is for, for Justin Thomas, this is kind of a, a more similar spot of from a career standpoint of where we are with Justin Thomas. He, he was he's first strokes gained tee to green on the PGA Tour right now this season. Number one, 172 in putting. Adam, that scares me a little bit. So we're right here in the Scotty Scheffler conversation where you're having amazing ball striking weeks and giving yourself what should be opportunities to win, but the hole is just evaporating on you. Um, I got to call a lot of Justin Thomas this week in just three days. I called a lot of his golf. 
he is back to the conversation when we used to have the conversation, who's the best iron player in the world? Okay, well, let's remove Tiger out of the equation because when Tiger's healthy and playing, he's the best iron player in the world. But without Tiger, I think the conversation was always Justin Thomas and Colin Morikawa. And in the last couple of years, there was no discussion. It was just Colin Morikawa. There was no... I, there was no Justin Thomas in that conversation, and I think he led us into in, into the into his mind and, and into the reasons why in that last uh, bit of audio you ran. I mean, uh, he was obviously to his to his golf swing and to the way he likes to play the game. He had too much of a two plane swing. That's what he was telling us there that he was picking the club up on the top. The reason he was picking the club up is because he started from his hands from a too high a t- too high a position. This, from there, he would lift it up and then drop it underneath. So a, like a, for him, now, to the naked eye, he probably can't tell. But to him, on video, he was like, whoa. Now we're back to the golf swing that, you know, he's won all his majors with and the golf swing that got him to number one, which is a more of a one-plane swing where I'm, I'm, I assume when he comes down now, he is just under the line, is my guess, as opposed to dramatically under the line. And he's number one, tee to green. So I think this week for Justin Thomas, two things. One, being on some really good putting surfaces is going to help Justin Thomas and likely help Scotty Scheffler as well. These greens in the desert are going to be perfect compared to what they played on at Pebble. The second thing, he's got to be less mechanical putting. Adam, I watched him putting. You watch him hitting his irons right now, and he hits off-speed pitches. He takes the spin off the wedge. I remember he hit a wedge into number four uh, at Pebble, the little par four, and just little knockdown flighted wedge into three feet, knocks in the three-footer, right? I'm just like, wow. But he gets over a 20-footer, which the best players in the world make once in a while when they win golf tournaments, 17-footers. He looks like RoboCop. I mean, his shoulders, his angles. It's the most uncomfortable-looking robotic uh, putting style he needs to start just relaxing and being a little softer over the, over the putter. And maybe it's this week. I'm very high on him this week. I think he's got to figure out it, it out at some point. I really do. Yeah, I'm with you there too. And we'll make our PGA Tour picks for this week's WM Phoenix Open. JT, second shortest odds at 10 to 1. Tied for the third shortest odds, we have Max Homa, Jordan Spieth at 8 to one when we come back here on gtc there are four canadians in the field and a couple of cool things we'll look at from an odds perspective from team canada this is golf talk canada this segment of gtc presented by TaylorMade, was brought to you by weathertech canada canada's leader in automotive accessories This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach, home to 80 great courses, 60 miles of sandy shores, endless dining and entertainment. Visit PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com to start planning your golf trip today. Got to give a shout out to our friends from Myrtle Beach. Great experience at the Toronto Golf and Travel Show over the weekend. We'll have much more on Myrtle Beach on next week's edition of GT. See Now, Mark, before we get to the Canadians this week on the WM, playing in the WM Phoenix Open, got a very interesting email yesterday that I think you'd be interested in, that Bayview Golf and Country Club is hosting 
a U.S. Open local qualifier this year, Thursday, May 9th. So what I'm thinking here is I might be taking some time off. I might be spending the next three months in a golf simulator every day, (laughs) grinding, getting my cap down to below 1.1. Might have to put some interesting scores in there. And we make some content. What do you think? I mean, it's your home club. I think you have to go, Adam. You have to give it a shot. I I don't see why not. Just, uh, I mean, it's too bad we can't get you outside. I'm. Uh, we need an early spring. We need an early spring is what we need. Well, there are some travel opportunities coming with GTC. So perhaps I just shoot 63 each time we go out and play <laughs> and get the cap I'll... down below. I did, you know what? I get, you're going to love this. I'm going to tell you what you tell everybody else. Just play better, right? Yeah. Just play Some, better. Just hit bombs and play better. It's fine. It's, it's simple, right? Okay. So we'll, we'll have much more on, on that journey, maybe throughout our, our social media world. Anyway, this week, WM Phoenix Open. Four Canadians in the field. Adam Hadwin, Corey Connors, Adam Svensson, Nick Taylor, and all from an odds perspective, are long shots. I'm going to give you their outright odds first. Adam Hadwin, 50 to 1. Corey Connors, 55 to 1. Adam Spenson, 120 to 1. Nick Taylor, 170 to 1 on FanDuel. That number, that just sticks out to me, Mark. 170 to 1 for Nick Taylor. He almost won this thing last year. So, I mean, I, I mean, he beat John Robb. And almost beat Scotty Scheffler. What it was finishing second place last year, which propelled him to the season we saw. I can't believe that number for Nick Taylor. That's ridiculous. I think for me, the value this week on Canadians are Adam Hadwin and Nick Taylor. With all due respect to all of them, because I, you know, I, I think they're all very care- capable. But I know how much Adam Hadwin likes it in the desert. Uh, he's played well, plays well uh, in Palm Springs at the at the American Express. Nick Taylor, what he did here last year in the second place. To me, from a Canadian perspective, ridiculous value with Nick Taylor and and, and real good value with Adam Hadwin because, uh, again, Adam uh, Adam is the, our Canadian desert fox. Mr. 59, La Quinta Country Club, right? He likes golf in a dome. He lives in Arizona. Um Hard to hard to not like those. What about you? What what if you if I give you two Canadians this week, who who are you going with? I know it's kind of boring, but I agree with you. I think it's hard not to agree with that statement, especially because Hadwin has played well specifically here in Phoenix. And we mentioned the 16th hole earlier in the show. If you recall last year's third round, this Saturday, he hit the final shot on the 16th hole and he almost hooped it. This thing landed about eight feet right of the hole, spun back, and nearly went in. And then he almost made a hole-in-one the next day, too. So Adam Hadwin, he loves Phoenix. And Nick Taylor, I mean, he's got already has a top 10 this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has a missed cut, but two other finishes as well where he made the cut, made the weekend. Hard not to like those two guys. Now, also, Mark, on FanDuel, something else I, I noticed this week is they have odds per country. So you can actually bet on who the low Canadian will be. And so those odds, Adam Hadwin, plus 180 to be low Canuck. Corey Connors, plus 190. Adam Svensson, plus 360. Nick Taylor at plus 400, or 4 to 1. So pretty pretty cool that they have this, these odds available, though, right? I don't understand the Nick Taylor 
uh, breakdown here. This is mind-boggling to me. He's Like you said, to your point, he's played okay this year. He's off to a decent start. Great history here. What are, what, unless they know something inside baseball that we don't know, which I don't believe, this is just incorrect. And when we say that, that means we should all be jumping on it to take advantage of Nick Taylor this week. Well, we did have a four-minute commercial break there, and that might have just happened. Anyway, uh, so Nick Taylor, 170 to 1 right now on FanDuel. Okay, that wraps up Hour 1 here on GTC. Coming up in Hour 2, we're going to make our PGA Tour picks for the WM Phoenix Open. We'll also give Bob's two. We're going to recap Mark's incredible experiences playing both Spyglass and Spanish Bay. Plus, we'll hear from Kristen Murphy. All that and much more coming up, Hour 2, right here, GTC. This segment of GTC presented by TaylorMade was brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach, the golf capital of the world. Thank you for listening to Hour 1 of GTC. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada and subscribe to our YouTube channel. For show archives, podcasts, and all things GTC, visit GolfTalkCanada.com. And don't miss Golf Talk Canada Television, weekly on the TSN Television Network. This is Hour 2 of Golf Talk Canada, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. For over 18 years, our focus has been on helping Canadians stay invested in all market conditions, including this one. Why Picton Mahoney? Visit PictonMahoney.com. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino, Bob Weeks, and Adam Scully. Welcome back inside GTC, Hour 2, the back nine here on Golf Talk Canada. This is our first Wednesday show of 2024. Adam Scully alongside Mark Sacchino, Bob Weeks, will be back next week. Well, this week, WM Phoenix Open. Of course, you can watch coverage on TSN+. Plus. You can stream it there, feature groups, feature holes. There's so many amazing features there on TSN plus and Mark, I, I I'm a TSN plus subscriber. I always have it on Thursday morning. It's, it's really cool to, it's, it's almost a behind the scenes where you see every shot from some of the more important players in the field, isn't it? Yeah. I, uh, it's good. It's great. If you know, everybody wants to see Rory and Scheffler and all the big names. And sometimes you don't get them in the regular TV window. Like you get them on a Thursday afternoon. That means you won't get them Friday afternoon, right? So you only get one or the other. So it's for the addicts of the world, but it, you know, I mean, there's so many millions of golf addicts in Canada, so uh, I, I, it doesn't surprise me that people are gravitating to it. And it's funny we're talking a little bit about PGA Tour Live because it debuted. Uh, PGA Tour Live debuted in Canada uh, just about a year ago at the Genesis Invitational on TSM Plus with the return of Tiger Woods to golf. Blew up the internet. Uh, Canadians went nuts for PGA Tour Live. Everybody tuning in to see Tiger Woods hit his first shot on the PGA Tour from that iconic uh, opening tee shot there at Riviera. I mean, what a way to debut PGA Tour Live in Canada. Like, Could you ask for a better place? Only place in the world you could see Tiger Woods hit a golf shot. And um, who was making that call of Tiger? <laughs> <laughs> 
I yes, I was I was the one welcoming Tiger back to the PGA Tour. So I was uh, a little nervous, that, to be honest with you, that that day, Adam. Yeah, well, it was a great call, and I said this before, and I'll say it again. When Bob really broke the news that we had this TSN Plus coverage, our social media squad put it out on Instagram, and we have never seen reaction to one single post, not including a giveaway, just one post in particular about this couple thousand likes and comments and retweets and reposts and reshares. So TSN Plus is super popular. Check out TSN Plus for to see great action on the PGA Tour every week. Well, as you know here on GTC, we make our PGA Tour picks. They live on the TSN edge. And we're a couple weeks into the PGA Tour season, and we don't have a victory yet. None of us were unfortunately high on amateur Nick Dunlap heading into the American Express at 400 to 1 or Chris Kirk at the Century at 125 to 1 or even last week Wyndham Clark his pre-tournament odds on FanDuel were 90 90 to 1 so I think Mark this is the week this is the week we get off the schneid and we get our first W of the season let's go through our PGA Tour picks now let's go one for one give us your first pick all right well I think you're, I'm with you this week, Adam, in the sense that I think we're going to get our first win of the year. The WM often is won by big names and favorites over the years, right? Scotty Scheffler back-to-back. We've seen Hideki do damage there. Ricky Fowler back in the day. Uh, it's kind to favorites. Um, I'm going to go with Justin Thomas. Six top 20s in the last six years here. Scoring average is 67.75 at this golf course. Think about that. 67.75 leads the PGA Tour in um, in strokes gain total. I mean, sorry, excuse me, strokes gain tee to green leads the PGA Tour. So right now, along with Scotty Scheffler, the number one ball striker on the planet, he's just got to make something. If he could just putt average this week, it'll be uh, it'll be a good week for Justin Thomas. I'm going with JT to get the victory. Well, good minds think alike here because I'm also on uh, Justin Thomas. This is going to be a bit of a common theme here, but uh, we do spend a lot of time together, so sometimes our brains do think alike. Uh, JT, 172nd strokes gain putting. Like you said, if he has a better week on the greens, look out for JT. Four top tens in his last five starts here at the WM Phoenix Open. He's a guy, too, who embraces the atmosphere on the 16th hole. He had some interesting comments as well when he spoke about the ruckus crowd on the 16th hole. And he said, you know, as long as it's constant noise, it's actually okay. And he's going to embrace that. So I really think JT is due. He's trending in the right direction. Five consecutive worldwide starts, finishing T6 or better. JT, my first pick, he has the second shortest odds to win this week at plus 1,000 or 10 to 1. Next up, Mark. Give us your pick. I'm going with someone who has been quietly hot. And I say quietly hot because he hasn't won. And people might forget about the Amex because all we've talked about is Nick Dunlap and the amateur winning at the Amex, which is rightfully so. It's been over 30 years since an amateur won on the PGA Tour, so I understand. But let's not forget that Sam Burns had that tournament in his hands. Let's not forget that Sam Burns uh, scared 59. We were on a 59 watch for Sam Burns at the Amex on the Saturday. And earlier that week, on Monday, at the Madison Club 
in the desert. He lipped out for 59 in a practice round at the Madison Club. So Sam Burns is putting up some super low rounds. Uh, played well again this week, had a bit of a rough finish, uh, but played well at Pebble. Putting up low rounds, loves the desert. We're back in the desert. We're back to golf in a dome. I think Sam Burns, it's a matter of time. He's a streaky guy, Sam. I think we're about to hit a Sam Burns streak at some point. Why not this week of the WM? Okay, so me too. I also like him. He's also on my team. Yeah, we should. Yeah. Anyway, Sam Burns is also on, on my squad. This is too funny. T6 last year at the WM Phoenix Open. You mentioned the low round, 64-68 on the weekend. Another reason I like him too, 15th in birdie average, 18th in scoring average. Sam Burns plus 2,200, 22-1 for Sam Burns to get it done this week. Final pick. Are we going to have the same three picks? This has happened once in GTC history, but let's find out. Are we going to have the same three picks? Who's your third and final player? I, de- I decided to go off the board a little bit. Obviously, it, it took everything in my power to, to keep Scotty Scheffler off my team this week. I just, until he does something with the putter or until he shows us something, I, I just want to back off for a bit because it's tough to watch. Um, Hideki, with his history here, took, I was thinking maybe Hideki is a long shot with his history here, but he's really shown us, I don't know, like almost nothing in, in, in quite some time, Hideki. So I went a little off the board here. Someone making their uh, a debut at TPC Scottsdale. So some no no horses for courses here, Adam, which you know I love. I love horses for courses play. I went with Eric Cole. Uh, Eric Cole is uh, getting very close to Sahith Thigala status, where it's 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 not if it's when. Like sooner or later, this kid's got to win the reigning PGA Tour Rookie of the Year. He's four for five this year in terms of uh, cuts made. He's got three top 15s already and a T21. So basically, he's hovering around the leaderboard every single weekend he plays. He just can't get all four days together enough to get over that hump and find the winner's circle. There's always one round where he kind of stumbles a little bit. And, you know, being in that top five coming down the stretch with a chance to win turns into a T15. And it's often not even a round. It's often a stretch of like, you know, 11 holes on a Saturday. There's just a stretch where, you know, he stumbles or he gets lapped a little bit. I, you know, Eric Cole, sooner or later, why not here at the WM? I'm just taking a shot at this one. Yeah, you know what, Mark? I've picked Eric Cole a number of times in the last five or six months because, to your point, it is just a matter of time before he does break through. He had such a great rookie year, obviously rookie of the year, so he was consistent throughout the year. He played a ton throughout the year, too. His odds right now on FanDuel are plus 4,500 or 45-1 to for Sam Burns, just pulling up his scoring, 26th in scoring average this season and if you look at round by round 64th in first round scoring 145th in second round scoring but when he turns to the weekend seventh in third round scoring 13th in final round scoring average so he could also be a play so we found that's, it exactly we, right we found so it out it's the friday yeah it's the friday so let's say he makes the weekend by a shot or two 
he could be worth a shot in the dark. He could be worth a long shot play if you are through 36 holes looking to go ahead. Scotty Scheffler, he was the same thing a couple of years ago. He was way back heading into the weekend. Has a really good Saturday. Wins the thing. So Eric Cole, it's just a matter of time for this guy. Plus 4,500 for Eric Cole. My third pick is not Eric Cole. There we go. We finally have someone different. I am going with the Canadian here. I really like Adam Hadwin. Plus 5,000 or 50 to 1 Hadwin's odds. And we spoke about a lot of the reasons in our last segment. But four starts this season, two finishes of T14 or better. That T6 at the American Express has played well here in the past T10 last year at the WM Phoenix Open. And in his last nine rounds at this tournament, he's only shot over par just once. And to our earlier point about final round scoring average, Hadwin is fifth on the PGA Tour so far this season in that stat, final round scoring average. So I think Adam Hadwin is really due to break out. And we know he is motivated as well to, you know, because he didn't win last season and four other Canadians did. So Adam Hadwin due to break out. Out. As for Bob, we'll give his third pick first, also on the Adam Hadwin train. He likes Minwoo Lee this week. This is another player we're just waiting to see break out. Mm-hmm. Minwoo Lee's odds are 30 to 1. And Bob is on Scotty Scheffler this week at plus 450. So taking the overwhelming betting favorite, looking for the three peat here at the WM Phoenix Open. I, I really think, Mark, this is our week. I think someone's getting a W this week. Or maybe we'll see yet another close to near triple-digit long-shot winner on a PGA Tour. It's been a wild start to this season. Okay, when we come back if here. Scotty oh. Scheffler or Justin Thomas putts left-handed this week, they will win. <laughs> we'll be sure to play that <laughs> clip on Monday morning if we see a big putting change from either Scheffler or Justin Thomas. When we come back here on GTC, some housekeeping for us. And we're also going to hear all about Mark's rounds at Spyglass and Spanish Bay and perhaps a little Super Bowl prediction. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC was presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. For over 18 years, our focus has been on helping Canadians stay invested in all market conditions, including this one. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Cobble Beach, Georgian Bay's extraordinary waterfront golf resort community. To learn more about their award-winning golf course and growing community, visit cobblebeach.com today. Got to give a shout-out here to Mama Skulls, Mark, who broke 80 yesterday. Not, not only did she break 80... She was two under par, standing on the ninth tee. I mean, wow! In terms of U.S. Open qualifying, I mean, I mean. <laughs> jeez, yeah. good for her. Yeah. Working hard on the game, obviously. Just playing all systems go. Just two twenty right down Broadway every time. Fun to watch. Good for Mama Skulls. Okay, speaking of good, good golf, you played two. Historic, remarkable, great golf courses, Spanish Bay and Spyglass. Was that your first time around Spanish Bay? Yeah, at both. I never played either one. Like, oh, I, you know, I've been to Monterey. Okay. Yeah. Been to Monterey um, probably, this is my half dozen, probably six times to Monterey. 
uh, for work or other. Um, I've played Pebble uh, three times. Love Pebble. That's, you know, for obvious reasons. I played Monterey Peninsula Country Club, which uh, used to be in the rotation, right, for uh, the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. Absolutely love Monterey. But never played, uh, never played uh, Spanish Bay or Spyglass. Now, we sh- I should say this: it's a shame that you know we're getting out there under these conditions because I mean they are underwater. But it was nice to get out there and play, but playing ridiculously long because the ball is just hitting and and plugging. It's just total sp- so like you add four hundred yards to every scorecard. Um, and you know what? The ball, the ball down here does not travel like this sea level, cold, damp. So they, they play long, long golf courses, but I like them, Adam. And, you know, everybody was like, uh, previous telling me how great Spyglass was and, and then at Spanish Bay was man. I like Spanish Bay. I like them both for different reasons. I thought Spanish Bay was, um, you get amongst the sand dunes and there were some real interesting holes. Coming home, some interesting holes. Spyglass, I understand why everybody raves about it. If you like just big, in-your-face, tough, kick-you-in-the-chin golf courses, you'll like Spyglass. I mean, you got to drive it long and straight all day, and you've got to lean on your five iron until you can, like, fry an egg on the face because you're going to be pounding it into par fours all day. It's a hard, hard golf course. I get it. Um... So two very different golfers. And I found out, Adam, that they are, I was unaware of this, but they are blowing up Spanish Bay. Gil Hans has been hired to do a complete redesign, not a renovation, a redesign of Spanish Bay. So they are literally going to blow it up, reroute it, uh, try to use the property in a more advantageous way to the ocean, which I already think they do a good job of. But I, I believe that starts... Late 25 or early 26, that renovation. Wow, okay, that's good to know. And as you know, I I had a chance to play both Spanish Bay, Spyglass, and Pebble a couple of years ago, thanks to our friends from Golfway Tour setting that up. What a remarkable trip that was. I got to ask you, though, Spyglass, fourth hole. That green is about as wide as I am tall. It's a par four, water on the left, and the green looks like a sliver. Walk us through how you played that hole, because that hole is, it gives me the heebie-jeebies. Tried to hit a cut off the right edge, blocked the crap out of it as a lefty, uh, got the drive on the, the, with the ball, like on the left side of the fairway, not in the thick stuff, but on the the left rough, like with the ball severely below my feet, and hit a sand wedge to 30 feet, 25 feet above the hole, and proceeded to three-putt from there that is so quick so fast i just started it even with the, all the water they were so fast as spyglass because you know the tournament just ended i ran it 15 feet by missed the comebacker i had a rough front nine at spyglass and a really good back nine uh sun came out on the back nine started to warm up found a little something with my swing went a couple under on the back nine to scrape out a 73 but i was headed towards about a 75 or 76 uh, with the start, but scraped it out. I was even at even at Spanish Bay in some really rough weather, and one over at Spyglass because of a good back nine. But uh, I mean, that is a hard golf course. Some of the guys here were saying that you know they could they could have a U.S. Open at Spyglass if they wanted to. A thousand percent agree. And even walking down Pebble Beach, 
our caddies were talking about how, you know, like this is a resort course really from one to 10. And then the real quote unquote golf course begins on the 11th tee. But they, they said spyglass is the harder golf course. And I yeah. fully agree, fully agree mm-hmm. with that. Now you're mentioning these numbers. You're shooting 73, 74. I know we tried to qualify for the RBC Canadian open a couple of years ago. I mean, Thursday, May 9th, we get training, we get you on a good diet, uh, whether that's with or without Brunello, that might actually help sometimes. I don't know. I, I can lose. If they move, uh, if if Lawrence Applebaum will move Canadian Open qualifying to mid-July, uh, <laughs> if he'll promise me a tee time after 11 a.m., nothing before 11 a.m., then I promise I will go out, uh, shoot uh, something uh, around 73, 74, and, and miss the qualifier and miss the cut. So, but all those things need to take, oh, and I get to play from 6,800 too. I don't want to play from like 74. So I need 6,800 yards. I need an 11 a.m. tee time or later. Needs to be in July. So I guarantee it's, it's warm enough. So I feel comfortable with my back. And then, and then if all those things line up, I can go shoot a couple over and miss the cut. So if, <laughs> if you can, if you can manage that. You can play just, just well enough to. Miss out by about seven shots. Just <laughs> well enough, though. But we'll have more on that. Maybe we'll get Bob's take on that. Let's let's get Bob in the mix here. You know, mm. ask his opinion when he's back on the show next week. Uh, but we are early here, obviously, in our GTC season, our first radio show on Wednesday of 2024. And TV is just around the corner, Mark. Tuesday, March 5th, debuts with our TaylorMade product special. And once again, TaylorMade is going to be a big part of our giveaway season this season, isn't it? Yeah, we've got a bunch of people hitting us up already. Is 20 weeks of TaylorMade back this year? People, yes, it's going to be back. Uh, details to come soon. Uh, we're going to launch it around Masters time, so stay tuned to our social media channels. We'll let you know how you can win. Casa de Campo is back in the, in the, in the main grand prize. We're excited about our new partnership with our, with our new friends at Movember, uh, our, our official charity partner now at Golf Talk Canada. So we're excited about uh, working with them. They're going to be involved as well with 20 Weeks of TaylorMade. We'll have details on that hopefully coming shortly. Um, it's going to be a great year. We're going to be on the road a ton between the three of us. Uh, we're going to all corners of the world to do different things, to bring content, to cover the tour, to look at some travel stuff. Uh, equipment, which we've already started in the year with our friends at Adidas. It's, uh, I mean, there's no shortage, right, Skulls? And then, and, and, and we're nowhere near the tip of the iceberg on what's coming from PGA Tour, Live Golf, PGA Tour Enterprises, Public Investment Fund. I mean, right now we're in like this quiet news cycle where players are starting to whine again. Great. That's going to be. But we're supposed to have an agreement before Augusta. Right. That's what that's what the intent was to have an agreement before Augusta. And, you know, I love all these agreements before Augusta. And then they went out and they signed Tyrrell Hatton after that. You know, I mean, like, so there's all this negotiations in good faith and we're supposed to pause the war. But I mean, I don't know. I'm still not 100 percent sold. There's an agreement coming. It's perplexing. It really is. And it's confusing. It's weird. Things keep changing. I just want all the players, best players in the world, playing together more often. What more could we ask? Come on. It's simple. 
Come on. But, you know, Mark, you mentioned a lot of great, exciting things coming for Golf Talk Canada this season. For you personally, very exciting game happening this Sunday where your Niners survived a couple of scares. we got to say that. But before, because you're going to be on the road here momentarily, before Mm -hmm. you sign off, what do you think about your Niners? I feel like they should have lost both playoff games. I feel like uh, I'm really mad at Kyle Shanahan. I'm really mad at him because everybody like leans on Kyle. Oh, he's a genius. He's an offensive genius or that. The number one job as a coach in any professional sport, no matter, is to have your team prepared. That's the first thing. They go out in the first half against Green Bay on their own field in a pouring rain and, and for a for the entire half, they have the wrong cleats on. I don't know if you remember the game against Green Bay, but they were falling down. I, I didn't down. hear the cleats. Oh, my gosh. Yes, they were falling down, sliding down, uh, cost 14 points on the board due to cleats where, where our corners couldn't cover because they, they were slipping and sliding. Number one rule, be prepared. Wrong cleats for a half of football. Okay? Then let's go, go to the D- Detroit game. All right? The Detroit game, everybody in the country knows that Detroit's going to try to run the ball down your throat and establish their run because Goff loves play action, and without establishing the run, they can't go to play action. And the Niners come come out in their soft nickel, which is what they play when they're up by 21 points because they're up a lot throughout the year, and they're great against the pass. Okay, But when you're up 21, that makes a lot of sense. When you start a game at 0-0 and you know the team's going to run down your throat, again, completely unprepared for a defensive uh, in their defensive scheme, and if it wasn't for horrible coaching from the Lions, the Niners wouldn't be there. However, if it wasn't for Flowers and taunting personal fla- fouls and gagging up the football, KC wouldn't be in the finals either. The Ravens should be there. Okay, now Patrick Mahomes, in my opinion, is the best player in football. Okay. He likely has been for the last five, six years. It's hard to bet against Patrick Mahomes. I think they should be the favorite. I don't believe, I don't know how the Niners are favorites. I'm shocked by that. I don't know where that comes from. And I know that unless you're a KC fan, a diehard KC fan, everybody woke up two Mondays ago on the Monday after the conference finals, a 49er fan, because nobody can stand the Taylor Swift show anymore. Okay, no one can stand it. The NFL wants her on that podium. The NFL wants her holding that Super Bowl trophy. I'm just starting to think, though, Adam, that somehow the Niners are a team of destiny. Somehow Brock Purdy has this lucky charm. He's got that Eli Manning, where somehow Eli Manning has the same amount of Super Bowls as Peyton Manning. Nobody knows how. You know, he throws up Hail Marys that get pinned against players' helmets to beat Tom Brady in the perfect season. And I'm wondering, I'm just starting to think that maybe the Niners squeeze out a tight one. That's going to be my prediction. And here's what I hope. I hope the Niners win. I hope there's a tight one. And then I hope the camera goes right on that suite so we can see Taylor Swift if she has a losing dance prepared with Patrick Mahomes' wife. Do you think they have choreographed We Just Lost the Super Bowl to Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant Dance? I know the world wants it. I want it. Unless you're a Kansas City fan, Brock Purdy and Christian McCaffrey must save us from Taylor Swift. Okay, I'm, I can't wait, and I can't wait for the <laughs> recap as well, Monday morning on GTC. For I am going to Las Vegas 
You are. I am going to Vegas. I do not have a Super Bowl ticket yet. I don't know if I'm going to get one. Uh, I'm not willing to cut the check for what it costs now to currently get to the stadium. I went to our friends here at TSN, to our boss, and we have no more credentials. So I can't get in from a TSN perspective. There are no, we've been maxed out on credentials for weeks. Uh, I, I am considering once the, the game starts to see what a single ticket is. If someone's left with like, if you've got like, you know, the secondary market has one single in the rafters, what that might go for. Now, the backup plan, not bad. We have been, uh, Mrs. Golf Talk Can and I have been invited to the Bellagio Super Bowl party. So free food, free booze, big screens, tons of football fans, tons of gambling, tons of... So I think, I think the Bellagio party might be actually better than sitting in the rafters at the stadium. <laughs> so. That's a pretty good option, B. Plus, it's like a 3.30 <laughs> local start in Vegas. So I, I know you're yeah. going to have fun regardless, and we're going to hear all about it Monday on GTC. Mark, thanks for your time this morning. Safe travels today. Safe getting out of there, and we'll talk Thank to you Thank you, Adam. Okay? Take care, boys. Thanks, guys. All right, we'll talk to Mark on Monday. When we come back here on GTC, Kristen Murphy going to join us. This segment of GTC presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management was brought to you by Cobble Beach, Georgian Bay's extraordinary waterfront golf resort community. This is Golf Talk Canada presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Cadillac and the all-electric vehicles that get you in the game. From Lyric to the first-ever Escalade IQ, there will be a Cadillac EV icon for you. Welcome back inside GTC. Adam Scully here in studio. Zakino on his way to L.A. Weeks back next week. Now joining us on the line, good friend of the show, making her 2024 debut here on GTC. She is Kristen Murphy. She now joins us. Murph, what is happening? Hi, Adam. Happy to be back. How are you? I am splendid. After that Super Bowl prediction slash breakdown (laughs) from Mark, I I am fired up, and he's going to have the night of his life in Vegas Oh, my goodness. He's got a plan. He's got a backup plan and a backup plan. I mean, things are looking pretty good for him, whatever, however it ends up panning out. Yeah, I agree. And we'll have a full recap of that (laughs) on and off the field on Monday. But for you, it's been a crazy start to 2024 in terms of winners on the PGA Tour. What's been your overall perspective of what you've seen thus far in 24? Yes, I mean, you said it right there. It's, It's just been a lot of surprising finishes you guys have done some deep dives into the numbers as far as the odds of some of these winners so far, Chris Kirk, Nick Dunlap, to name a couple. Um, you know, so a lot of people making some good coin, but a lot of people not because these guys are often overlooked on the PGA circuit. But it's showcased some fantastic stories that might not otherwise see the light. But I do think as we head into the WM this week and then Riviera with the Genesis. I do think we're going to go back to seeing some of those bigger names getting it done um, at the end of the week. And before we get to some of those bigger names in this week, I got to ask you about Nick Dunlap because this was one of the most unlikely victories we've seen quite time first amateur to win since 1991. Just how impressed were you by Nick Dunlap's heroics at the American Express? 
it was unbelievable. It was one of those stories where you thought, okay, this is, you know, a story for after one round and then it keeps going kind of like Michael Block, how you're like, this is going to end at some point. And then of course with Blocky, he gets an ace on the Sunday of a major championship and, and his story carried throughout with Nick Dunlap. He gets the win, which is just so incredibly unlikely. And especially because he had a big lead coming into Sunday and then he lost it. So to fight back and really grind out a win, playing with probably one of his idols and Justin Thomas, a fellow Alabama Crimson Tide guy. Talk about pressure. Just incredible to do what he did. And again, just having the uh, the stones to stick with it after, you know, his tee shot finds the water and you think, okay, this is where it's going to start unraveling. It's been a great week for the guy, but he's probably not going to win and ultimately he does and then he becomes a pro it's incredible really is incredible turn pro just four days after winning and that was a no-brainer given his exemptions and the signature events and all the money that's involved with that nick dunlap 400 to 1 pre-tournament on FanDuel to win that week and speaking of long shot odds i mean wyndham clark heading into last week at pebble beach was 90 to 1 some Great value for a guy who won a major oh just yeah. last year. That's How much right. did you see from Pebble and what did you think about what you saw at Pebble Beach? Um, I thought it was I thought it was interesting. Obviously it turned out to be an unorthodox week with um, with everything getting called after fifty four holes, but golf's played outside. These things happen every now and again and it's sometimes I think it's surprising that uh, weather doesn't impact things more often than it does. Um, but with Wyndham, I think the fact that he breaks the course record on the Saturday and then it ends up getting called early, to me it kind of validated um, him being the ultimate winner. Had he just shot, you know, like a round of 72, but he was still in the lead by a shot, you'd think like, okay, well, anyone else could have come from behind from that first page of the leaderboard and gotten it done. And even still, that still could have happened, but it's hard to argue that he wasn't playing the best golf when he shoots a 12 under 60. And the way he was rolling his rock was just insane. He's pouring it in from everywhere. Um, To me, the bogey save, that one really stood out because again, you think, okay, now here's a little, here's a little crack, you know, we're going to not see something super incredible, but it almost felt like he was shortchanged, not shooting a 59 the way he was putting those last three holes, leaving putts short, and these putts were right in the jaws. So it seemed like even 58 was there for Wyndham Clark, but then he gets rewarded with um, being named the winner at the end of the day, and I think it also helps to validate his U.S. Open win. And Adam, I have a little tidbit about Wyndham Clark. I had an experience uh-huh. with him at a Canadian Open a couple years back, if you'll, uh, if you'll hear me out on that. Go for it. Yeah, so it's it's just a small thing, but I was uh, working the event. It was at St. George's that year, and I was zipping around in a golf cart. I got a call on my walkie-talkie that I needed to be elsewhere. And as you know, St. George's is a little bit tricky to navigate, especially when you have all the hospitality tents set up and the corporate build-outs. So I'm, I'm kind of, I'm a little lost. I'll, I'll just say it. I was a little lost, and I was taking some alternative routes, I guess, to get to where I needed to be. And I zipped across the fairway and I looked to my right, just out of the corner of my eye, I saw someone gesturing and it was Wyndham Clark. Now, I guess he had just teed off and he was walking up the fairway. It wasn't super close. I didn't interrupt his shot, nothing like that. But he was not too pleased with me. He was wearing a camouflage shirt. He didn't really have any 
much of a gallery around him. But of course, since then, he's won a major championship and now he's the record holder of Pebble Beach. So I don't think that scenario would ever present itself again because he's going to have a lot more fans around him in my defense. So what you're saying is you and Wyndham Clark nod on each other's Christmas card no. list? We might we might have a beef. I don't know. I don't know. Hopefully he's okay. moved on. I know I have. We'll, we'll have to we'll have to get you guys in a room together and, and break that, uh, break that all down uh, in conversation here with uh, Kristen Murphy here on GTC, our first Wednesday show of 2024. And let's take a look at the Canadians now on the PGA Tour. Of course, we're coming off arguably the best season in PGA Tour history amongst performances by Canadians. For you, Murph, overall, what's your outlook for Team Canada on the PGA Tour in 2024? I think it's really difficult not to have a promising outlook. And what I find so fascinating is because there are so many Canadians that are playing good golf any given week. Like sometimes it, it just seems to be rotating. Like, okay, Corey Connors this week and Adam Hadwin is a guy that's really standing out for me lately. Nick Taylor goes without saying coming off the season that he just had. And especially leading into the waste management this week, I really like Nick Taylor, but it, there's just so much promise between all of them and I think that's such an exciting thing especially in a President's Cup year with Mike Weir captaining in Montreal and I'm glad he mentioned the President's Cup because last October Bob Weeks was interviewing Mike Weir about uh, captaining the International President's Cup team I believe Bob was also just in Palm Springs or Florida. He, he was in Florida somewhere interviewing both of them. He took a great selfie. Bob's a great selfie taker. Anyway, besides that point, he gave Weirsy the over-under on two and a half Canadians on the International Presence Cup team. Weirsy took the over. Where are you at, Murph? Two and a half Canadians, over or under? I'm going to go under. I'm going to go under, but yeah, that is a tough line, two and a half, because I really think it's like right there. Um what I love so much, given how tight it is, and because that's such a difficult question to answer, I think it speaks to the competitive nature among the Canadians. We're Canadians. We're, we're friendly, and we encourage each other, and that's kind of the reputation. But these guys are competitive athletes, and I can't think of a better, more motivating thing than having multiple guys that are all jockeying for the same spot. I think it's only going to improve the play of each individual guy. And I think that that'll have a trickle-down effect just week in, week out on the PGA Tour. And then I think it'll also produce some fantastic golf from whoever is named to that team. And we know how much it means to every guy. And President's Cup coming up, the Olympics too. It's a huge year to represent your flag in 2024. Now, you mentioned some great golf, and we saw a really cool finish on live on Sunday, basically in the dark where Joaquin Neiman got it done. And we're, we're not going to get into his comments afterwards. We got into that earlier in the yeah. show, but I know Murph, yeah. you were watching that for, uh, for us here on sports center. Uh, have you watched much live golf? What did you think of the broadcast and everything that went into it on Sunday? So full disclosure, I have not watched a ton. I've given it a chance a couple of different times um, but given this sort of perfect storm with there being no PGA on the Sunday, plus I was also interested more so than usual because John Rahm was making his debut and arguably he's the biggest guy, biggest name to flop, certainly the way he's playing um, right now. Brooks Kepka, huge name. But to me, I was very interested to see if he was going to kind of mail it in, but that doesn't seem to be his nature. So Rahm being in the hunt, that was very compelling. Um, but yeah, I... You know, there is a lot of goofiness, in my opinion, 
you know, the blaring of the music throughout. I, I found it distracting to watch, let alone play in. So I can't imagine um, doing that myself, but these guys are pros. Um, some of the positives, I did like the, some of the aerial drone flyovers of the holes. I thought that was kind of cool. And um, there were some graphics on the greens that really helped to demonstrate the different undulations and, um, and, you know, bumps and speeds of the greens that it can be kind of hard to tell on TV at certain times. So it was a little bit of both, but I think it was a compelling ending because you had extra holes. It was very, very dark. Sergio, who's never won on lift before, and maybe he's trying to sort of prove that he's still relevant. He's still got it. He can still play. And then you had Neiman, who's a fantastic golfer as well. And he had multiple opportunities to end it. And then he finally drains a long putt. Um, to finish things out. But yeah, I, you know, I was entertained. I don't know how I would have felt had I been watching, you know, final round from Pebble. Realistically, I probably would have been tuned into that instead. Yeah. And something about that EDM music just blaring on people's <laughs> backs. I'm not quite behind that just yet. Maybe no. a little me, but yeah. I know. I, I, I'm a I'm traditional sure. type. Yeah. Now this week at the WM Phoenix Open, there is one hole in particular that isn't so traditional. That's the 16th <laughs> hole. It's the loudest hole in golf. What's your What are your thoughts on the hole? Is it have they just gone far enough? Have they gone too far? What do you think of the 16th hole? So it does seem to get bigger every year. The event as a whole, and um, a lot of that, uh, the madness goes down on the 16th hole. I think it's it's unique. It's fun for once a year. I do worry that some, at some point something will happen that will force things to dial back a little bit, like whether it's someone throwing something, um, really heckling in a putt if things are quiet for a few moments. And, you know, like down the stretch when guys are actually still trying to win a tournament. Um, so I hope that doesn't happen. But for the most part, I do think it's a great deal of fun. And for it to happen just once a year, I'm more than okay with it. Uh, but it, it does seem like it could be on the brink of crossing the line. Yeah, especially that Saturday when, you know, things can get a little rowdy, Ooh. to say the least. And you're going to be all over it for us at TSN <laughs> and SportsCenter. You can watch coverage as well on TSN Plus and on TSN throughout the weekend. But before we sign off here, Murph, did I see something on the social medias that you're doing some instruction now? I am, yes. I took a course uh, over the Christmas break, and I've joined a company called Iron Lady that's all about getting more women to say yes to golf. So uh, different things that Iron Lady offers are private lessons, group lessons, clinics, weekly golf nights, corporate events, and then perhaps the most amazing thing is they put together these fantastic golf trips within Canada and beyond, Ireland, Scotland, Bermuda, Casa de Campo, like all over the place. So I'm super pumped to be a part of that. Well, okay. That's a whole mm -hmm. can of worms right there. Yeah, all right. I'm sure we'll... that, Adam Scully. Uh, that's very <laughs> exciting. That's exhilarating to say the least. In the video you posted, the swing's looking good, looking tight. We're getting ready for another year of golf in 2024. And Murphy, you're going to be a big part of that for us here on GTC. Thanks so much for joining us this morning. Uh, enjoy the WM Phoenix Open, and I'm sure we'll have you again very soon. Thanks, Adam. Take care. All right. That is Kristen Murphy. Check out her Instagram page too. There she's doing some, in some instruction now, which is awesome to see. When we come back here on GTC, we'll wrap up today's show. This segment of GTC presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management 
was brought to you by Cadillac's all-electric vehicles that get you in the game. Choose from a $750 credit with Flow or installation of a Level 2 home charging capability from Q-Merit when you purchase or lease a new Cadillac Lyric. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Adidas Golf. Looking to refresh your golf wardrobe this season? Adidas carries the latest golf styles and technology, built for on and off the course. We encourage you to express your style through every swing. Visit adidas.ca slash golf to explore more. Well, we're so excited to be back every Wednesday here on TSN 10.50, 10 a.m. to noon across the TSN Radio Network, too, where we'll continue to preview that week on the PGA Tour and the world of golf. Of course, this week on the PGA Tour, it's the WM Phoenix Open. You can see coverage on TSN Plus as well on TSN Television throughout the weekend. Thanks so much for joining us this morning. We are back Monday, 10 a.m on the TSN radio network to recap the weekend that was both in the golf world. And I know Mark's going to have a keen eye on his 49ers in the Super Bowl. We'll be back on Monday. Thanks for joining us this morning. And remember the first good decision for the golf course always starts in the closet. This segment of GTC presented by Picton Mahoney asset management was brought to you by Adidas golf. Looking to refresh your golf wardrobe this season. Adidas carries the latest golf styles and technology built for on and off the course. We encourage you to express your style through every swing. Visit adidas.ca slash golf to explore more. Thank you for listening to GTC. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada and subscribe to our YouTube channel. For show archives, podcasts, and all things GTC, visit golftalkcanada.com. And don't miss Golf Talk Canada Television, weekly on the TSN Television Network.